When we decide to be an entrepreneur, there's a lot of new things we have to learn. Facebook ads and bookkeeping, all the stuff that's brand new to us. But I think trademarks is one of those exceptions that that word existed before we became an entrepreneur. And we have some kind of sense of what it means. And so a lot of business owners that I've talked to have this belief that a trademark is kind of like the Instagram verification badge. It's kind of nice to have one day. It kind of looks legit, but it's not really needed. Oh, and wow. the truth is that you don't own your brand without trademarks. Right. People sometimes say, should I get my name trademarked? Like, should I get this extra layer of legitimacy around it? And that's really asking the wrong question. Because if you don't trademark your name, you have zero ownership of it. And your domain names, your social media handles, your LLC, that doesn't give you any ownership rights to the name itself. Welcome to Captivate the Room with your host, internationally known voice expert, Tracy Goodwin, an award-winning speaker who has taught hundreds around the globe to make a big impact with their voice. This podcast is for anyone who wants to step onto a bigger stage, make a bigger impact, and have a voice that makes people listen. Presentation matters, and the voice is the missing link. Join in and you'll see why. Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Tracy Goodwin, and I'm so glad to have you with me today as always. Thank you so much for your shares and your downloads and for being a subscriber. I love being on this voice journey with you and I've got a great episode for you today. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. And you guys know, every time I have a guest, I start squealing and gushing and all of that. But I got to tell you, you are in for such a treat today. Have I got a story for you on today's episode around this guest? But he's one of the most amazing people I've had the opportunity to meet over the last 18 months. First, I went to work. I hired him. And I'm going to tell you what he does in a minute, so don't worry. I went and I hired him. And then he came and worked with me. And you know, Sometimes there's just people that, well, there used to be this, this card that it was called Flavia cards. And I don't know if they have them anymore or what, but Flavia cards were super special. And there was one that said something about some people come into your lives, life and quickly go. Some people stay for a while and leave footprints on your heart and you're never the same. And you know how some people, you meet them and they, you just, you feel like you know them, you see the magic in them. Well, that's my guest today. So let me tell you a little bit about him. His name is Joey Vitale, and he's a lawyer, speaker, and business coach for online entrepreneurs and thought leaders. With his law firm and his courses, Joey helps online business owners call legal dibs on their brand name and signature methods so they never have to worry about losing their brand overnight. Joey has helped thousands of entrepreneurs, including me, by the way, and has spoken all over the country to help business owners stay safe and thriving. And I know you're going to absolutely love hearing from him. I'm delighted to have him with me today. Let's head on over to the show. Joey, welcome. I'm so glad to have you with me today. Oh my goodness, Tracy. I'm 
I'm so glad to be here. That was like the nicest intro ever. You're the best. Well, no, you're the best. You're the best. You could do this all day. I know, I know. I always have to give the disclaimer at this point. Okay, hold on a minute. Y'all just have to settle down while we ooh and all for a minute. Mm. Oh my goodness. Well, I'm so glad to have you here. And there's so many wonderful things I want to talk about. I want to... I want to start with your work first, but I want to just give the listeners the little backstory on how I know you. Okay. And I'm going to just tell it like it is. I'm going to shoot real straight. I've danced around this topic a little bit here and there on the show, but I'm, I mean, you're here now, so I have to call it what it is. About two and a half years ago, two years ago, really longer than that, really probably four or five years ago, I started having this voice in my head say, you really need to get your psychology of the voice trademarked. Such a unique methodology. You know, it's my life's work. I created it. And this, there was this, you know, this constant replay of you better get that done. And you know, some, there's so many things that we, we know that we need to get them done and we kind of put them off. And, and this is what I did And then I started seeing people steal my stuff. And I was devastated to see the words psychology of the voice being touted on other people's websites. And if you've ever created something like I have dedicated my whole life to this work, it was gut-wrenching. And so I reached out to Brad Friedman, who you all know. Brad, if you're listening, hey, look, Joey's on the show. It's so exciting. Brad is an attorney and he was a client of mine. And I said, hey, I need to get this thing trademarked. And I told him the story about how I had two people specifically that I knew of that were taking my stuff. And he was just like, oh my gosh, this is horrible. But no, I can't help you. And he said, but I know a guy. I know this guy named Joey in Chicago. He's fantastic. Call him up. And I did. And Joey and his incredible team did my trademark. And then Joey came to work with me on his voice. So that's the backstory. So now let's hear from you, Joey. Joey, what made you decide to be an attorney? You want to know the real reason? (laughs) I want to know the real reason. (laughs) It all happened very fast. And it was in my, the summer before my senior year of college started. So I was at home for the summer. My dad and I were driving around for some reason. And my dad asked me, Joey, what are you going to do after you graduate? Okay. And I was like, well, dad, I don't really know yet. Maybe law school, maybe some other stuff. And my dad, he's a Sicilian man. So He's that combination of conservative, traditional, Mm -hmm. owns a concrete business, but also like fiery, fast to act Mm -hmm. and like is the ultimate giver. Like all he wants Mm -hmm. to do is just make me and my six siblings like as happy as we can be. So he was like, Joey, I know you don't really want to join the concrete business, but law school sounds like a great idea. Mm -hmm. And in my dad's mind, it's like law school, med school. Join the concrete business. So he's like, if you go to law school, I will buy you a car right now. <laughs> Whoa. Nice. And I was like, okay. And so like <laughs> he just turned at that moment. And then we were in a car dealership. I got a Volkswagen CC that day. No way. Yeah. Looking back, 
I probably should have thought a little bit more about it. I'm the, right. I'm the first in my family to go to law school. So I wow. didn't really know what to experience other than I could be a lawyer. And honestly, I didn't even know what that meant. Mm. Mm-hmm. What I learned is that if you if you go to law school without a very clear vision of something specific that you want to do with that law degree, like mm-hmm. public service, working in nonprofits, environmental law, if you don't have a specific thing that you want to do like that, you tend to get ushered into litigation work. That's where a lot of the jobs are. That's where a lot of the positions are for starting out. And so, because I didn't have a very clear, specific thing that I wanted to do, I just kind of got shepherded into some courtroom internships and Mm. programs. And at first it was great because it was all researching and writing and kind of being creative, doing your case research. But the more I did it, the more I realized that ultimately they wanted me to fight for a client. And they wanted me to be very one-sided. And man, I'm glad that the world did not see me in my first like deposition room. And I wasn't even the attorney doing the deposition, but I was so uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, that's and intense, right? It's super intense. Yeah. And even, I mean, I worked at a great law firm. Everybody there was very nice. Mm-hmm. But it became very clear to me that I do not have a confrontational bone in my body. Mm. And after years of of trying to overcome what I just felt like was a real weakness of mine, I slowly discovered this world of entrepreneurship Mm. and that I could be a lawyer and help business owners in a very proactive way that didn't require me to be that like courtroom attorney shark. Yeah. Do you feel like some people are born with, like almost born with that in their blood? You know, like they love that. I think so. I think that there's, I mean, I think that I have certain siblings that would Mm. would love it. Mm -hmm. You know, no one ever told me that whole, like, you're great at arguing, you should go to law school bit. Mm. Like I never really got that. (laughs) Um, But I, I do think that there's, there's something that's, it's not mean about it. It's just right. a, a very strong st- stance of, of justice. Mm-hmm. And when, you know, a good claim comes to you, when you see that there's a, a good chance for that client to win, then you do everything you can to, to, yeah. to shine that client in its best light. Um, but the, the whole trying to, ter- to make people right or wrong just wasn't something that I could do. And, and it, was, it was hard for me to try and like take case law and, and, and be kind of one-sided but still objective with it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a skill that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm so glad that we got connected because I've learned that now that I'm an attorney and a business coach and a speaker... I get to use these skills that I've developed over the years and hadn't really been putting into practice since I was in college. Oh, yeah. Because when I was in high school, I started speaking to middle schoolers mm. and retreats and things and realized that I had a real interest in speaking and 
getting up on stage and, and sharing concepts and breaking stuff down, there was this, there was this sense when I was in that group and I was speaking that everything had to really be dumbed down for seventh graders to understand it. Mm. But I remember having younger siblings and thinking, no, like if you say it in a certain way, like they can get pretty complex topics if you break it down. Mm-hmm. And what can you say to make sure that they're, they're following you along the way? Yeah. But man, I have, as we were working together, I realized just how many layers I had kind of wrapped around myself. And we've talked about with me being a lawyer mm-hmm. and wanting to not say the wrong thing was really showing up in my voice. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I want to talk about entrepreneurship. I want to talk about business, but I, and I, and I definitely want to talk about trademarks, Hmm. but I want to know how you ultimately landed on, I mean, is that what you officially are a trademark attorney? Cause I know you do a couple of other things, you know, LLCs and that kind of thing, but would it be appropriate to say you are a trademark attorney? Yes. Okay. So how'd you land on that? That's a really good question. Yeah. So when I decided to create my own law firm, Mm. I I knew that trademarks were a thing that I could provide to small business owners, but I didn't really have any mentors at the time that told me what specifically businesses needed. And so when I launched my firm, I like to think of it as almost like a McDonald's menu. type Mm. of website thing where Mm -hmm. people could see that I would do LLCs or contract review or copyrights Mm. or trademarks. And they would just tell me what they wanted. Oh, okay. And for the first couple of years, I was kind of that kitchen sink business lawyer. Oh, okay. And it wasn't until a couple of years that I realized that business owners tend to not ask for trademarks out of everything else. And yet it's, it's probably the biggest legal issue that will pop up early on in your business. Really? Yeah. Well, it was fascinating. It was a fascinating process. And I'm not sure exactly when this is going to roll out, but I, we were actually going to record the other day. We were going to actually record on Wednesday. And when I got off the call and we ended because, because we ended up, you know, being business, business talking. When I got off the call, I got my email from Indie Law which is, you know, Joey's got an incredible team that the whole thing from start to finish was, I mean, it was just mind bending how professional and exquisite it all was. But I got my email that it was all done and I was official. And I thought, oh my gosh, how cool that that happened today. It was such a, it was such a process. You know, it just was amazing. But do you think it's, is it the same thing like I just kind of put it off. It was on my to-do list. I got to get around to it. Is that why entrepreneurs or business owners don't get it done? Or do they not realize that people are really going to steal their stuff? I, I think it's, it's those reasons. And sometimes, you know, when we decide to be an entrepreneur, there's a lot of new things we have to learn. Mm-hmm. Facebook ads and bookkeeping, all all of the stuff that's brand new to us. Yeah. But I think trademarks is one of those exceptions that that word existed before we became an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And we have some kind of sense of what it means. And so a lot of business owners 
that I've talked to have this, this belief that a trademark is kind of like the Instagram verification badge. It's kind of nice oh. to have one day and it, <laughs> it, it kind of looks legit, but it's not really needed. Oh, and wow. the truth is that you don't own your brand without trademarks. Right. People sometimes say, oh, I, I need to get my name. Should I get my name trademarked? Mm. Like, like, should I get this extra layer of legitimacy around it? Mm -hmm. And that's really asking the wrong question. Because if you don't trademark your name, you have zero ownership of it. And your, your domain names, your social media handles, your LLC, that doesn't give you any ownership rights to the name itself. Yeah. And that's really good. And I guess that maybe for some of us, I guess deep in my soul, I knew that psychology of the voice was so unique that it could be stolen. But I guess we just don't, I guess we just don't put it together. No, it, well, and it's, it's, it's not something that, that people are talking about. The reality right. is half a million trademark applications get applied for every year. Wow. And, and so a lot of people, they think about trademarking as, you know, when should I claim this thing that I own? But mm. the reality is you're taking a huge risk that you're an accidental infringer until you actually secure your trademarks. Well, and you know, for me, there were, there were a couple of things. There was, first of all, I can't imagine taking someone's work. Mm. I can't imagine it. I had the opportunity, I'm old enough that I had the opportunity to work with the greatest voice masters of our time. I didn't take a single piece from either one of them. And it's one thing when you're certified in a methodology, like, you know, you could be a Feldenkrais, you could have been certified in LESAC or whatever. And then you're okay. You paid the money. You know how to teach it right. And that's what bothered me. First of all, that I, I can't even believe I worked this hard and you just plopped that on your website. Yeah. Or one time I got an email, you know, and it was the banner. It, you know, they had put my words as the banner on their email. So I can't even imagine that. And I know that there is a, a ton of that, right? And that's kind of a tragedy. I mean, it's great for your business, but the truth of the matter is, is that every, I mean, it's this, I'm not standing alone with people stealing stuff, right? It's rampant. Absolutely not. This is becoming a bigger and bigger issue. And I can't remember what the details were around when you found this out, but more often than not, this doesn't happen on like the best day of the world. Nothing <laughs> bad is happening in your business. And then you find out that this, this trademark issue is happening. We've had clients who were on vacation and they mm. got a cease and desist letter. We've had clients who were in the middle of a launch and had to cancel it. Oh, no. This because stuff. they were, because this, somebody else had their name? Yeah. Like, think about, you know, you, you never, you never get like a flat tire. And right. Feel like, and feel like, oh, I have right. time to take care of this. Right, right. It's always in the middle of all this other stuff when your hands are full. Yeah. And, you know, these, I mean, these were people I knew. And so what bothered me is, okay, first of all, I can't imagine just taking somebody's stuff. But then the second piece that bothered me, if you're going to do it, do it the way it was intended to be done. Uh, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And, and what's, 
what's really difficult about the law, and my heart goes out to all of my clients and my students who deal with this, when you have these types of issues come up where someone's stealing your work, there is little to nothing you can do mm -hmm. if you don't have copyrights and trademarks in place. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I want to throw out some some terminology because I, you know, I know I've got a, a really big, broad section of audience. I have a lot of entrepreneurs, I have a lot of small business owners, and of course I have people that work for companies as well. But trademark versus copyright versus patent versus intellectual property versus cease and desist. What is okay? Uh. Yes, right. That's yes. like, that's a word scramble. That's a, well, give me one. That is the McDonald's menu, right? Give me a number one. Yep. So the, the thing to think about when it comes to all these different words is that I love that you had intellectual property in that list because mm -hmm. that really is the umbrella term for all of this. Okay. So intellectual property is the, the name of a course you can take in law school. And mm. <laughs> it, it is an umbrella term for all of that intangible rights, all those intangible rights that you have as a business owner. And it's a combination, and we'll get into this, but it's a combination of your patents, your copyrights, your trademarks, mm. your trade secrets, mm. anything really that's not a, a tangible right, like physical property. An idea almost. Yep. Like a concept, like psychology of the voice is a concept. It's a methodology. Yeah. And so the, the, the courts in our legal system had to create these different categories of, okay, at what point can a concept be, be tangible enough that we can create like these bundle of rights around it where you mm -hmm. can own it. But at the same time, have this kind of marketplace and this, this freedom so that we weren't creating a system where it was so hard to create a business because everything is inspired a little bit by other people. Sure. And so because of those types of considerations, we now have these three major categories of patents, copyrights, and trademarks. We can get patents out of the way first because they're mm -hmm. kind of a wild breed. So patents are inventions. Okay. Um, I don't want to talk about that too much, but like mm -hmm. when you watch Shark Tank, usually okay. there's some patent. Okay. Like, like Spanx, like yes. Sarah, Sarah Blakely Spanx. That's a patent. Yeah. And I am not a patent lawyer. Yeah. If anybody has patent questions, feel free to reach out to me. I have some great patent attorney mm. recommendations. Um, but it, it starts to get more confusing when we look at trademarks and copyrights. Mm -hmm. Water so, gets really muddy, doesn't it? It does. The easy way to think about it at like a bird's eye view level, looking at the difference, trademarks protect your brand, copyrights protect your content. Oh. So wow. when you think about trademarks protecting your brand, that mean, means things like your business name, your logo, mm -hmm. a slogan. Mm -hmm. I like to think about it as, you know, the packaging on your cereal box of your business. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Whereas copywriting and the content is what's inside. As long as it's in fixed, tangible form, your content can range from your, your course content or blogs or your Instagram graphics and, and captions or videos or a photo that you take. 
where it starts to get interesting and confusing is there are some things that are both trademarks and copyrights. Yeah. Like a logo is mm -hmm. both branding, but it's also a piece of artwork that you or someone that you invested in put together. Mm -hmm. And so some trademarks are also copyrights and some things you think would be one or the other, but are neither of them. Like oh, the wow. title of a book, it can't be a copyright because copyrights protect the text itself, but not the title of oh, the work. I get it. Okay. But a, the title of a book is also something that you can't trademark because trademarks can't protect just single works. So you could trademark a series of books, but not the title of a book. Mm. Wow, it's complex. So it gets complicated fast. Yeah. Where most entrepreneurs make the mistake here is they continue to get stuck in these complicated, interesting questions. Mm, okay. Instead of zooming back out mm. and saying, instead of just getting sucked into this interesting legal stuff, what is the next step your business should take? knowing what we know so far. Oh, uh, okay. Because usually just at that surface level, what we can say is, okay, when it comes to trademarks and copyrights, knowing that distinction, what should you be protecting first? Mm, got it. Nine times out of 10, that means let's protect your business name. Let's protect your program name. Anything that is helping you collect a lot of revenue right now, whether it's your podcast mm. or a program, let's make sure that you're calling legal dibs on those things and that you're not accidentally infringing on anybody else. Okay. So I got a couple of questions out of that because I, and I know the answer to this, I'm pretty sure. And you've kind of said it today, but without that, I have no leg to stand on Anybody could put my stuff on any of their sites. There's nothing I can do about it because I really don't officially own it. Here's where it gets interesting. Okay. There are more layers. Copyrights and trademarks both have automatic common law rights associated with them. Meaning that in the trademark world, as soon as you start being in business and mm -hmm. promoting yourself to customers, you technically have trademark law rights. Mm -hmm. um, same thing with copyright. The problem with those automatic rights is that you don't have any hard evidence of your actual ownership. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so the way to beef up those rights and to, to build up evidence that you can point to is to get your trademarks and your copyrights registered. And so okay. if, if, if you file for a trademark registration and you get it, and then someone copies you, you can send them a cease and desist letter and cite your registration. Basically okay. saying, if you do not stop, we can very easily go after you in court the court will see our registrations and will deci and decide in our favor. If you can't point to a registration number, mm. smart business owners know that you don't really have a lot of cards to pull. Yeah. And so it's, it's not so much that you don't have the rights. It's that you don't have evidence that you can point to. 
So yeah. practically, it becomes very hard to make people who are not willing to cooperate do what you want them to do. But with that backing, they have to, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. And that's, and so the, that's the cease and desist. Yeah. And so okay. honestly, I care, I care less about the law here and I care more about practicalities. Mm -hmm. It's very hard, if not impossible, for you to protect yourself if you aren't registering your trademarks and your copyrights. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what is it? I'm going to go a little bit of a different direction. And then I'm going to circle back because I've got a, a few more questions about that. But what is it that frustrates you the most in this process? I think I've heard you talk before about like the search process mm. and people are like, no, 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 I got that. I got that. I got that. And then you're like, no, 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 no. That's the most important part. Yeah. So what do you in this whole process? So we finally, we're getting people on board. We see the value. I believe in the value hundred percent. I'll be sending those cease and desist letters out right away. <laughs> but what do people, where do they miss the mark on this? Yeah. So, you know, those people who like go to their doctors with WebMD printouts saying what they oh, yes. think they've got. Oh, that's, they say that's the worst thing to ever say to the doctor is I did a Google search. Yeah. So the equivalent of that happening in my world is people saying, Joey, I did some research. I found out that you can search the trademark database and I did some searching and I think I'm okay. Mm. Because when you decide to work with me or a trademark attorney, you see that the first thing that we always recommend is doing a really strong search mm -hmm. because most applications get denied. And the biggest reason for denials is because it's too similar to another trademark. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people, they, they see that and they're like, I've done the search. Can we skip that? Because I see mm -hmm. that that costs money. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, it does cost money. It's the <laughs> most important part of what we do. Yeah. And if, if we skip the search, then you're doomed to not only get denied, mm. but to wait six months to find out you got it denied. Oh, because the no. process takes so long. It's long. It's a long process. Okay. But here's the good news. I probably said that and he still <laughs> likes me. <laughs> I bet I did. I bet I was like, well, Joey, you know, I did a search. I, I always tell people like, that's a really good question. It shows me that you've done some research, mm -hmm. but it's important for you to know so that you can help me spread the word to other entrepreneurs Yeah, that doing a, a proper trademark search is not like doing like a GoDaddy search for your domain name. It's right. not a quick and easy process. Well, you know, it makes me think of people that come to me and they say, well, I took a speech class in college. My gosh. Okay. That's great. But now you want to go down to level 47 right here. You know, it's like being a, a, a your, your general practitioner or your heart surgeon. Okay. General, great. General practitioners are amazing. But then we get into that super extreme specialization, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting you say that because I've had lawyers come to me saying, oh yeah, I'm thinking about doing my own trademark, but I'd rather have you do it because I'm just busy. And I, I don't want to have to do it myself. Oh. And I'm like, 
Sure. Good call. <laughs> uh, right. It's it's funny how, you know, the, the more we learn about something, the the more complicated we realize it is. Yeah. And, oh yeah. And that's that's one of the missions of, of my firm and, and the different programs that I'm putting together is what can we do with with people at different levels to help uh keep them taking action as they're learning. Because yeah. the one thing we want to avoid happening is you going down this Google search of mm-hmm. what trademarks mean, and mm-hmm. you just get so overwhelmed that you just put it to the side for years. Which and is probably what I did. It's what most of the business owners mm-hmm. that I talk to do. Yeah. Okay. So I want to talk about your programs, but I have two quick questions before we go there. What should people trademark? And you and you kind of said it, but podcast names, business names. Could, is there like a quick laundry list that you can give us? Well, or trademark or copyright or, you know, one of these things falls under these, this. Umbrella. I would say for most business owners, it's important to get the name of the business protected first. Okay. Okay. Uh, if your business is your name or something like that, then what is it that is distinctive about you? Mm. What I have to remind my personal brand friends is, you are not a commodity. Mm. And so what is it about your brand that's signature to you that people are, are seeing and enjoying? And mm. for, for a lot of businesses where it's not the business name, it, it tends to be like their signature method that they teach. In oh, course, okay. Like psychology like of the that. voice. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I, I uh, highly recommend that people pick one trademark that is the most valuable to their business. And by most valuable, I mean, it, it would be the worst for them to lose and rebrand that specific oh, thing. Oh, okay. That's good. Get through the trademark process on that one, and then we can work on other ones. Yeah. Because there's a good chance if you don't get that one in, like if it fails, you might have to re- change that one, which might have a domino effect. on. Oh, sure. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Now I don't know if you're allowed to ask this question, answer this question. Cause I mean, like you are a lawyer and it's like the law, but do people do a fake? Do, are there some people that do a fake little TM and C, you know, do they, do, are, are there people that do that? Are you allowed to answer that? <laughs> that- yeah. So Yes and no. The interesting thing about this question. So earlier we talked about those common law rights and the registration rights. Yeah. So let me break that down a little bit more because when we talk about those symbols, we see those different common law or registration Mm -hmm. levels. So Mm -hmm. that TM symbol actually stands for the common law trademark right. Oh, okay. Whereas the circle R symbol stands for a registered trademark. So businesses can use that TM symbol. Okay, I didn't know that. And not file for anything. Oh, okay. The real problem is you shouldn't use the circle R unless you've got it registered. Yeah. But I tell all of my clients, hey, while we're waiting, feel free to add that TM to whatever you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. The, The interesting thing about the copyright side is that C with the circle around it. Mm hmm. That is the only copyright symbol we have. So when it comes to copyrights, there's no distinction between a registered copyright and a non-registered copyright. Uh So uh that's why you just always see the C symbol. Got it. Everything. 
Got it. Okay. Okay. So you, you want, you wanted to go into entrepreneurship. You work with entrepreneurs. You are a business coach. I don't know how you do everything that you do, but you, you have, I was going to say something about lawyers a minute ago. And when you were talking about the trial lawyers and all of that, and I was, it made me think about a conversation that we had about lawyers and law and all of it can be intimidating, can be you know, it's, it can be scary and it can be intimidating, but you have such a likability factor about you. You have such a likability factor in your voice that it just is such a good fit, right? That you're working with people, you're working with entrepreneurs, you're working with business coaches, you are a business coach. So let's talk about that for a minute. What programs do you offer? Well, thank you again for saying all of that. You're too nice. The, oh, I don't say things I don't mean. Well, I very much appreciate <laughs> I know that about you too, Tracy. Thank you. Right. So I'll give you a little bit of a timeline in terms of yeah. the pro- products that we have and why. So we, our law firm is primarily a trademark law firm. We do offer things like LLC creations and stuff if our clients who need trademark help also need those legal things. Mm-hmm. A couple of years ago, we realized just how many people wanted and needed trademark help, but couldn't quite afford to work with us Mm -hmm. one-to-one yet. Mm -hmm. So we created a a course that is now available all year round called Power Brand, which walks you through my signature RAD strategy. Okay. And it takes you about three hours to go through that trademark process yourself, but with the guidance of an attorney. Oh, very cool. Yeah. So I'm super excited that, you know, more and more people, we, I think just this week hit our 250th member in that program. No way. That's amazing. Yeah. See, there's such a need. So, so that has been a a really amazing thing. And we, again, I have learned that trademarks are so important, but are not the thing that the business owners tend to ask for. Hmm. So Anybody who gets access to Power Brand, I also give them all of these other legal bonuses that they probably want. Like, I have a bonus on how to form an LLC in any state, bonuses around getting a privacy policy in terms of use templates, or an independent contractor agreement, or how to deal with copycats. Instead of having a bunch of other programs around all of that stuff, I just give that all to you for free if you join the trademark course. Whoa. Well, what are you waiting on? Let's click that button now, right? <laughs> so a lot of people have been, you know, once they once they hear this kind of conversation about trademarks and like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm in, yeah. um, I'm more than happy to help them with the other stuff. That being said, there are some business owners that we've encountered that even with the course, they just don't feel like the trademark is the next thing that they need to be doing. Hmm. And so we we do have a program that's even more affordable called the Startup Kit. Hmm. And it just includes your LLC setup, your privacy policy, and your terms of use. Oh, okay. Is that is that a frustration for you that people don't understand the importance of getting that trademark done? It's, I mean, does it kind of hurt your heart a little bit? It would hurt mine, I think. You know, it's, if anything, I think it's a little disappointing sometimes. 
and I have to get over this feeling, mm-hmm. but usually when, when people hear about it and ultimately decide not to move forward with us, the underlying belief there is that they're not ready for it yet. Oh, they're they're okay. not ready to step into this place that's saying that their business needs this. Mm, interesting. And what I found time and time again is that, and we have this amazing testimonial from someone who said this so perfectly. They said, getting my trademark re- registration gave me permission to show up more fully. Oh, wow. Yeah, because it's so real yeah. and so official. And, and, and maybe that's part of that fear around lawyers and stuff. I mean, when you start talking law, that's like official. Yeah, they're like, well, what if I don't right. make it? What if I don't make it? What if my, oh. my business isn't really validated yet? And I'm like, well, you're never going to get there with that attitude. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so they can do the digital court. They can get their trademark digital. Now, is it pretty user-friendly? Because I know for me, it was, well, I don't know if you had the course then. I don't think you had the, you wouldn't have had the course when I started on my trademark with you, would you? No, I don't think we did. Uh-huh. Um, it, we, we try and make the trademark process as easy as possible. Uh-huh. We like to say it's, um, it's not rocket science, <laughs> but it's yeah. also not the easiest thing in the world. No. And so the program points out the common traps that people tend to fall into. Okay. Um, and there's also a, a Facebook group that goes along with it. So whenever people have questions, oh, cool! You can ask there. You can search there for questions. And uh, the nice thing about the program too is that if you get the program, and for whatever reason you decide that you'd rather just hire it out, hmm. we will credit what we you paid okay. for the course to our package. I say that because honestly, most of the people who buy the program feel confident going on their own. Mm-hmm. But people really like that if they ever need to, right. they can hire us, and they're not and they're not out any additional. Yeah, funds. yeah, that's that's really good. Okay, so you've got so those are the options. You've got the the digital course with the Facebook group, and then you've got the starter pack, and then people can work with you one on one. Yep. But you also have a podcast. Yeah. So tell us about that. Man, so like you said, I am a a lawyer and a business coach Mm -hmm. and a speaker. And for years, I've had this idea of I want to do a podcast. Mm -hmm. But I've had a couple concerns about it. Number one, as you know, I was like, podcasting can be hard. (laughs) Like there's a lot of (laughs) technical stuff that goes into it. But also I was like, I I don't want to just talk about the law all day. Okay. And it took me some creative Sundays off to think about, you know, what would it look like if I did a podcast as a lawyer, but not every episode was strictly legal. Mm-hmm. And I know that you love the name of the podcast, but it's called Owning It. Mm-hmm. And I call it a legal-ish podcast. Okay. So the episodes really speak to this truth that I've learned that we talk about the legal side of business as if it's this separate side of the business, but really it's just a perspective that sits on top of everything in your business. Mm, So like we said, your trademarks protect your brand, copyrights protect your content. 
contracts protect all of your relationships and your expectations. And getting that LLC helps separate you from your business. Mm. And so when I looked at it that way, I was like, oh, that means that I can talk about brand and content and relationships and separation and mindset with just like a couple steps removed from the purely legal stuff. Yeah. So I was really excited once I kind of made those mental clicks to move forward. And then I realized, oh, I've never done a podcast before. (laughs) And I've done a lot of video, but I'm not super comfortable with stripping what I'm kind of used to doing with video and it just Mm. being audio and how much Mm. my voice is really going to show through there. So that was one of the main reasons why I was like, okay, now is the time that I have to work. Oh, okay. 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 And that was fun. It was I'm so, so glad fun. you did. It was probably not at all what you thought it was going to be. It, or maybe, I, I don't know. I will say all of the concerns that I had about, I need to get this fixed on this podcast. Mm-hmm. You fixed them in the first week. <laughs> <laughs> After that, okay. everything got better and better. <laughs> but I was like, oh, I need to like stop it with these ums and these likes oh, right. and right. filler words and not knowing what to say. And after the first week, they were just gone. You know, so, somebody else said that to me. The, the You know, I, I this is what I came here for. And I watched a video one in your series and it was gone. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Right? Okay. So you're loving doing the podcast. You had an incredible launch process. I think you worked with a couple, I don't know. Did you work with a couple of... You had some some of your, some coaches work with you on that, I think, right? A little I, bit. You had some good advice. Let I me put it that great, way. I had there some great go. advice. Yeah. Yeah. And I I know that you and I are both in kind of the online course yeah. space and we're mm-hmm. both used to this idea of launching things. Mm-hmm. And I just got some really great words of wisdom around, you know, when you start your podcast, it's very similar to starting a course and mm-hmm. you put all this work into it. But if you don't tell people about it, no one's going to show up. No one's going to leave any reviews. And so you have to do the work of put, you know, grabbing the microphone and telling people it exists. Yeah. And you did. What'd you get? A hundred reviews? We got over a hundred reviews in the first week. That's, so that's unheard of. It, I didn't realize that it was. Oh, it is. But it was, it was so cool to just kind of see it all happen. And I think every time I really have these big breakthroughs in my business, I'm a little naive. Like, I don't really know mm, that the okay. goal that I've set is mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. but Yeah, well, that's good, I think. It, I think it, it helps me not get afraid of things. Right, Because I don't totally. have this idea of, oh, nobody has done something like that before. Mm, but okay. we, it was, we also made it really fun. So we, we, we decided to launch right around my birthday. And right. I'm, usually pretty bad about like promoting that it's my birthday. Mm, yeah. My dad, <laughs> he's the weirdest with his birthdays. Oh, is he? When it's his birthday and you wish him happy birthday, his response is always happy birthday to you. <laughs> like that's how much he rejects. Oh, wow. No way. And so I, I've always had a little bit of like, yeah, yeah. Be humble when it's your birthday. Oh, totally. brag about it. Totally, totally. And so I really got over that this time. And mm-hmm. this gave me a cool reason to be like, hey, you guys, like today's my birthday. Like I would love it as a gift if yeah. you did this review. And I came up with a great list of people that I could reach out to. And 
once you start writing down like friends like that, mm-hmm. it was amazing to me how after the first 10 that felt kind of hard, it was like, man, I can mm. home with 10 people. Right. But after you get through that, you're just like, oh yeah. And then they know this person and who else is in that person's group. And before you know it, I had a list of 200 people that I reached, was reaching yeah. out to and other fun stuff like that. So I decided that I was wanted to make a custom theme song as yeah, the intro. Yeah. We just had gave away fun. iPad, I think, didn't you? We did a ton of giveaways. A bunch so we, of giveaways. Okay. We gave away uh, an iPad and I, I think we gave away seven trademark packages and oh wow five power brand courses for access and that's amazing some coaching calls with me and someone on my team i'm not sure if i got one of the i'm not sure if i was on that list i don't know if you were in the group but i left you a review the other day oh. i don't know if you've seen it i, I love I the show i think it's really good thank you thank you and speaking of yes you guys, if you're listening to this, please <laughs> leave, leave a review for Tracy. And not only that, I know now that it's kind of hard to leave a review. Oh, it's hard. It's hard to get reviews. It's hard to leave them. I don't understand it. That's why it's such a massive feat that you got 100. Well, if you, are, if you happen to have a MacBook, mm. you should have an app called Podcast. If you search your computer right. for it, it's it's pretty easy to to leave the review from your computer. So again, you guys, I'm trying to just make it easy for you yeah. to help Tracy. Yeah. Because I can't tell you how many podcasts I've heard that, you know, said we'd love a review. And I didn't know until now how much it really means to it them. means a lot. So Yeah, I'm always begging and pleading and offering stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but it really does help in the search rankings. Yeah. Well, That's why it's such a big deal. What we did, and I'm happy to, to, sh- to have a link somewhere if it can help you too, Tracy, is we put together a video showing people how to do it. Yeah, you told me that. And that yeah. really helped. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not easy. It is easy once you figure it out. But initially it's like, I got to do this later. Right. Right. What am I going to say or how long is Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. That's kind of like leave me a testimonial. Oh my gosh, what do you what do you want me to say? Well, talk to me about your experience. Yeah. Right? Well, it's a great show. It's been a so how many episodes now? We just published our 10th episode. 10th, okay. Which okay, is I was thinking crazy. about 8 or 9, but yeah, yeah, 10. Solo show, but you're going to add guests? Yes, we're adding yeah. guests uh hopefully in the next couple of months. Yeah. Okay, cool. So I'll be wanting Tra- to invite Tracy on will that. Be on I'll that. be wanting to invite on that. <laughs> now, and now you do business coaching of your, of your own or with through James or just give us a quick bit on that. And then I know I'm going to have to wrap it up and let you go, even though I could sit here and talk all afternoon. I could talk to you forever. <laughs> I, <know>. um, <laughs> I think my wife just gave me the side. I like, who are you talking to? Right. <laughs> uh, I totally spaced Business out. coaching. Business <laughs> coaching. You. James Wedmore, your own deal. Talk to me. So, yes, I, I am a coach with James Wedmore and his okay. team. I absolutely love that. Yeah, so that. When I have time and capacity, I do some of my own one-to-one coaching as well. Uh, I'm not doing any of that at the moment. But 
I, I have to say, like, I know that you are kind of getting into this, you know, being coached by some of the people who mm-hmm. are James has trained. Yeah. The way that James Wedmore trains people to become coaches, it's, it's transformational to us coaches. And it is such a cool experience for the people we get to work with. Yeah. Well, you know, he says he's not working with anybody right now, but this is how, this is, this is why I can ooh and awe over Joey because he's such a giver that every time I get on a call with him, he immediately goes in, well, how's that working for you? And, and what do you got going on there? Have you thought about, I mean, immediately goes to acts of service. I bet that's your love language. Have you ever read that book? The five love oh. languages? Are you acts of service? I think so. Uh, you got to be. You got to be. Can you guess what I am? You might be surprised. Well, you'd have to remember the book. You may not even remember the book. I don't remember the. Is it okay? So it's acts of service, touch, gifts, which James is gifts. Every time you do anything, you get a gift from James, which is great fun. Words of affirmation, and then there's one other one. I always forget the fifth one. I want to say your words of affirmation, but that is that the way? I am. I didn't think you'd get it. (laughs) But yeah, I am. And 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 I think that's such a great book. You know, every I use that in with my with my corporate people a lot, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, what kind of coaching is this?" You know, this is you know. But it's when you know where somebody's coming from, you can communicate on a whole nother level. It's so true. You know, we're in this period right now where a lot of people, I think, are becoming more and more interested in personality tests and yeah, what type they are of whatever. And my team and I are now realizing those tests are, they're not, they are helpful with finding out like what your default tendencies are. But it, like you said, it's really about how you can better understand others. Right. Right. And, you know, that's just the whole voice thing. How do I want you to feel? I'm not thinking about what I'm going to say. I mean, I am to a degree because I'm the interviewer and I I can't, you know, I can't just be all willy nilly. Mm. But how do I want you to feel? How do I want my listeners to feel? I'm orchestrating that because it's really about you. Mm. And that's a whole different place to come from. But that's where the power is, right? And it's... It's, it can be really difficult for business owners to get there when it feels like, to a certain extent, it has to be about us in order for our businesses to survive. Right. But to really come from that place of service has been mm-hmm. such a game changer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine if that was everybody's, the way the world would be? Yeah. Mm. Or if everybody could captivate the room? That that debate the other night would have looked different. Yeah. That was something, wasn't it? Yeah. I'm sure you don't want me to get political on this. <laughs> and, I, and I won't, but that's what popped into my head. Yeah. I even, you know, I'm pretty, I'm pretty chill about any voice anywhere. You know, people are always paranoid around me because they're always thinking I'm dissecting and, and all of that. And I told you this the other night, years, 2016, I did an analysis on every Democrat voice, every, uh, when they were still quite a few of them standing on the stage and every Republican voice and and what my thoughts were. And I think you even asked me about the other night and if I could dissect it. And I think there was too much talking over 
I don't know if I could. I would have to sit down and really listen. Well, it, you know, something that I know that I still have to work on, speaking of the talking over people, is when it comes to really listening, mm-hmm. you know, one thing that I have learned is that when you are interrupting people, it's usually because you're formulating whatever response you want to make mm-hmm. that you then want to give instead of just totally being connected to what they're saying. Well, and that's, you know, that's the whole problem. And I, I've been, you know, this is my life. This is my existence. And I've been, I watched the great, dis- I call it the great disconnect. And it started January of 2012. I watched it happen in New York City where everybody plugged in and they stopped listening and they started talking at, and it devastated me. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm a lifelong learner and I'm always involved in some kind of massive coaching. I'm studying patterning right now with, with Jen Forrester, who was on the show. And I just recently finished FBI hostage negotiation training. Mm. And, you know, at the number two, the top two things that are critical in that training, acute listening. No, I mean acute listening and how you use your voice. Wow. So how about that? And we don't, we don't listen anymore. We listen to respond. We listen to tell you what I think. It, it's become about, you know, and I'm not going political, but it's, you see it across the board, not just the other night. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But let me tell you what I think. It's about this. What about me? What about what I want? Listen to me. I got to get what I want. Yeah. Don't you think in many ways? At some point I have to connect you to um, this coach that has entered into the worlds of both my wife and I. Okay. And it's been a real blessing to have someone provide us with a a kind of language that we can both use mm. really mm-hmm. know, you mm-hmm. know, what the terms mean. Mm-hmm. And one, one thing that I think he said, I'm sure others have said it too, but we credit to him that we both catch ourselves saying is, do I want to be right here or do I want to be effective? Oh, yes. 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 And we've become a people that wants to be Right. And I will cut you out of my life faster than you can blink if I can't be right. Now, I'm not saying, you know, I certainly work to not ever do that, but that's societally. Yep. And that absolutely devastates me. The, knowing what I know about what one phrase can do to dramatically negatively affect a life. Can you imagine how I'm functioning in this world? The way people talk to each other. I mean, even shut up, you know, you, you hear, you walking around, well, not so much here in Texas, but in New York, you hear parents say to a kid, shut up, or a mate saying to, you know, and it's just like, no, you don't understand what you just did. And all day long, all day long, people are doing it. And it's just devastating to me. I, I remember when we first started working together and I was listening to the first videos in your courses and you were talking about that. You said, you know, when, when you first start working with people, there are words and phrases that are in their head that are preventing them from 
speaking the way that they want to speak or that are, mm-hmm. you know, somehow bubbling up and affecting mm-hmm. the way that they're talking. Yeah. hundred percent. That's the driver. And I don't care what kind of blow your lips you do until you address the lot, the driver, you got nothing. Yeah. Cause the driver, you know, you do all that subconscious beliefs and all of that, such incredibly valuable worth at work. As long as you've got something telling you going in your head, it is going to affect what comes out of your mouth. Yeah. You know, there really is so much to that phrase from the Bible, the power of life and death is in the tongue. Mm. It really is. You know, how do I want you to feel? Because I can use my tongue as a, as you know, there's two things I can do. This is it. It's just the simple. I can decimate you or I can empower you. What do I want to do? And that's the power of the tongue. We wield our mouth like a weapon. Not if I have my way. Not if I get a hold of you. <laughs> okay, Joey, I know I have to let you go. But tell us where, okay, so Indie Law. Yeah, so you can find my law firm at IndieLaw.com. That's Indie spelled like Indie Film. IndieLaw.com. Mm-hmm. Is that where that comes from? Is that why it's called Indie Law? It actually comes from... Uh, my gosh, that's such a good question. When I was trying to come up with a name myself, you know, <laughs> here I am a trademark lawyer, now like a, a naming strategist, and I spent man months trying to come up no with a way. name for my firm. Okay, and we had all these different logos. We had all, and because my my last name Vitali, a lot of people don't know how to pronounce, and so I right. knew that that wouldn't be a good option. Um, and I, I was starting to work more with creatives, and I one day found this blog article that used the term indie creatives, like independent Mm -hmm. creatives. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I really like that term because sometimes when people hear creatives, they just think of musicians or actors or artists and not the, you know, online course creator. Right. Right. So I was like, oh, that indie creator, indie creative, like that's a cool spin on the term and indie creative law was available as a domain name oh wow so i was indie creative law for a couple of months and then the guy who owned indielaw.com reached out and said would you want to buy the domain name no way so that's how we got to indie law yeah very cool okay so indielaw.com and on on social media are you under your name or indie law so you can find me pretty much everywhere on social Okay, um, at Joey C. Vitale. Okay. Okay. And I'll put these links in the show notes. So don't worry. But if you are any of the things we talked about today, you got to reach out. You got, if you don't, if you can't work with Joey directly, you got to get this course. Well, thank you for saying that. And I will say, you know, I have a great sales team with my law firm. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go to indielaw.com slash call, you'll get booked on a free call with, with someone on my team. But what I'd love to do for anybody who's interested is just, I'll give you a link that you can put in the show notes and people, okay. it's just my personal call booking. Oh, cool. Okay. So, and he's not scary at all. 
He's just not scary not lawyer guy at all. I mean, I promise you, I had a call with him. He's not scary at all. Okay, well, that would be amazing. We'll put that in and we'll put the link to the podcast, Owning It. Oh, awesome. Thank you. In the show notes as well. I've got to get better at promoting that sucker. It's still so new that I forget right. to talk you about forget. it sometimes. You forget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it'll be like a second, you know, second hand before you know it. Well, Joey, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing so much incredible information with us today. This has been such a blast. Thanks for having me. Good, good. And well, I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. That's it for today. And thank you, listeners. I really appreciate you as always. But until I see you next time, you know what to do. Get out there and speak your truth. Just do it beautifully. Thanks for listening to Captivate the Room with Tracy Goodwin. You can reach out to her at CaptivateTheRoom.com and be sure to grab The Voice Formula, a free video series that will help you start making a bigger impact with your voice today. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave a review on iTunes. 